It's time for Girls in Golf Podcast with your favorite hosts, Lex and Sarah. Ladies, when you're ready. Welcome to Girls in Golf, our seventh week of quarantine, maybe, um, seventh week in a row of podcasting, and we're so excited today to have um, one of Callaway's staffers, Jamie Fisher, join us virtually from Palm Springs. Jamie has been around the game of golf pretty much her whole life, and now that some courses are starting to open up for people and life is maybe starting to look slightly normal on the golf front, um, we thought it'd be really great to talk to her. So, Jamie, Hello. How are you? Are you safe? Tell us what's going on in your world right now. Yeah, thank you for, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the, on the show. I'm, I'm looking forward to it very much. And, uh, and yes, I'm, I am safe, uh, first and foremost. So thank you for asking also about that. Um, as you mentioned, I'm in the desert right now, and I split my time between, uh, between here and Chicago. Uh, I, I did not make my way back to Chicago yet, uh, obviously for, for the uh, reasons of the pandemic that we're all uh, navigating. So um, golf opened up in, in the desert about uh, just about two weeks ago and it had been, you know, shut down. And so people are back at it again, like I said, for about two weeks here uh, in Illinois, they just opened it last Friday. It's very restricted. So it looks very different in very, in different parts of the country, obviously. And, and we're all, you know, trying to, trying to come to grips with with what that means but all of us who are golfers are chomping at the bit to get out if we're not able to and I know everybody who has been able to get out is is loving every minute of it so for those who um, don't know what is your background in golf and what's your role look like right now yeah Um, I have a an interesting background in golf, I guess. Um, I literally have been around the game my entire life. My my mother played on the tour, and so I sometimes I joke I you know popped out of the womb and onto the tee somehow. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've, I've, golf has been a part of my life for the entirety of my life, and uh, I'm so thankful for that. Um, I uh, I played in in high school and then I played in college. I played professionally for about four or five years on on some of the mini tours and um, and then I turned my attention full time to teaching um, after about four years of missing cuts and realizing that um, I wasn't going to make a living in golf playing it, uh, but but that I really loved teaching and helping other people enjoy the game. So I've been doing that full time since 1995 and. Um, I, I've had a wide, you know, variety of places where I've had the privilege to teach. I, I currently am the director of instruction at Conway Farms Golf Club in Lake Forest, Illinois, just outside Chicago and at Indian Ridge Country Club, uh, here in the desert. So I have a nice seasonal situation and get to do what I love year round and in beautiful places. Um, so, um, with respect to my capabilities right now. Uh, I'm doing some virtual lessons online with some of my students who are sending me videos and um, uh, doing a little bit of that kind of virtually, like I said. And then um, I've, when I've been able to get out, you know, we don't have range, uh, full range capabilities yet. So um, I've been going out on the golf course with some of my students doing some playing lessons with them and and actually enjoying that quite a lot i think it's refreshing i think a lot of people actually enjoy playing lessons in some respects more than more than what you think of as a traditional lesson where you stand on the range or you know the short game area 
and putting green. Um, those things are incredibly useful, but it's also great to expand our horizons. I, I always, you know, kind of complain that I don't get enough golf enough time with my students on the golf course so we're making the most of that right now when when the opportunity presents itself so how many students do you typically have and what are some of your teaching methods um that's a good question um gosh how many students that's a <laughs> i'd have to go back and count i i um you know i have a pretty good clientele and a pretty busy schedule not only here in california but also in illinois so um on any given week, I'm I'm with people teaching five or six days a week, and it could be anywhere from five to eight or nine hours a day. So, it, and it just varies. Obviously, at the height of the season, it's it's busier, and then kind of in the shoulder seasons, it's a little bit quieter. So, so that varies. Um, with respect to my my methods, I um, I always tell people I don't believe in a method. Um, I think. I think there are a variety of ways to play golf and it needs to be individual and it needs everybody needs to own their own game and people enjoy golf in so many different ways um, that it you know that that's one of the reasons I think we love it there are a bunch of different ways to enjoy it and, and everybody's got to have their own way to do it um, I think for me what I try to really do is get to know people and how they enjoy the game and then we work together to come up with their best way to do it, their most effective way to do it, the way that resonates with them or makes the most sense to them um, so that they enjoy it. You know, they're, m most of the people I teach are not looking to make a living playing golf, right? So, and the people, you know, I've coached some people who have made a living playing golf and, and those two ways to enjoy the game are very different. So, as I said, I, I really try to, tailor what I'm doing to the person in front of me and and what their goals are with it. Do you see any differences between um, the players in Chicago versus the players um, out here? I know they're very two different atmospheres. Chicago is a lot colder. So are there different um, uh, styles or challenges that both of these type of players run into? Uh, that's a really interesting question. Um, I don't. I don't know that I would say the golfers have are different. I would say the golf courses are a little bit different. Uh, so, so sometimes you need a, a few different tools in the in the toolbox in terms of some of the shots that you learn. Um, I think you know here in the desert we have a little bit more. Um, you know, you know, I hear people say target golf, and I think they mean sort of you need to be able to hit the ball up in the air a little bit more. So maybe work on, you know, being able to hit a, loft, a more lofted pitch here, whereas where I am in Chicago, uh, especially my course, Conway Farms, it's a little bit more of a ground style game. It's a park, a little bit more of a parkland course, so you can hit some more bump and run type shots and keep the ball along the ground. And that's not to say that you don't need that or want that shot here in the desert. Um, it just it works a little differently on the golf course. I think the other thing is, especially in Chicago, we are uh, we have a little bit more wind. My club is uh, five miles from Lake Michigan, so wow. it's, usually there is yeah. So usually there is a breeze of some kind. So I think the ability to to navigate the wind is an important skill to have there. Um, whereas here in the desert, we can get some very windy days, but it's not a predominant feature of of how people play here so those are probably two the two most prevalent examples 
in thinking of your demographic as well that you're getting in both places um what's the difference in style there i know like some younger people will want a lot more power that's the trend right to like work out build all these muscles and as you get older obviously it's not so much about the speed as it is just consistency so how do you adapt there as well yeah another uh, terrific question Lex. um uh I think everybody wants to hit the ball farther. I have yet to have somebody show up for a lesson and say, you know, Jamie, I, I don't really care that I hit the ball any farther. It's not that big a deal to me. Um, everybody wants to hit the ball farther. And, and uh, you know, I think that'll be a universal theme in golf, uh, you know, for everybody who plays. So um, as the demographic changes, we all, you know, we're all aging. I, I don't hit the ball as far as I did when I was 25 either, although some of our equipment, uh, advances especially uh, have helped that and uh, obviously Callaway's been a big a big part of that um, so that's that's helped but um, you touched on something that's really important and that is your physical capabilities and your fitness so one of the things I really encourage my more uh, my more seasoned players to do is to um, get with uh, so get with a trainer, even if it's just a few days a week, and learn some great stretching and um, uh, other mechanisms by which they can maintain some kind of flexibility um, as you know as they age. The you know the loss of elasticity in our muscles is something we can't avoid. It's just mother nature. So um, you know that's super important. I think the other thing uh, is just to learn how to make the most of what you have. And uh, sometimes that's sometimes that's asking people to really try some new things that they haven't tried before, and um, getting people to students to be courageous about making changes, even even as they're getting into their 60s and 70s and things like that. So some of it's a mindset, right? But mm -hmm. you know, but it all but it's all important. Speaking of making the most of what you have, um, you know, as courses are starting to open even with restrictions and whatnot. I, you know, they've been booked here, at least in Southern California through like a couple days out. Mm -hmm. So people are obviously starting to play a lot more. Um, what kind of, what advice do you have for people as they're getting back out onto the golf course? Obviously a lot of us haven't swung a club in a couple of months. It's going to be a little rough out there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be uh, shaking the rust off, no doubt about it. And I think it's terrific, first of all, that there's so much demand for golf. I, I, I think golf is uniquely positioned to uh, be the one of the most wonderful activities that players and anybody could get into, even if they haven't played a whole lot before. We're just, we're in the right space. It's something that we can do safely. We can do with some socialization, obviously, you know, with the proper practices, um, you know, um, we're not, it's, we're not going to be headed off to the uh, Chargers football game anytime soon to sit in the stands. So now we've got Sunday afternoons free. Let's go get a couple buddies and go play golf. Um, or, you know, Friday, normally, you know, we'd be headed off to the pink concert and, uh, you know, we can't do that. So maybe we're going to have a, a margarita and go play nine holes together or something. Yeah. So, you know, I think golf is just in a, in a really great place for what it is in that regard. So, um, that's, that's first and foremost, um, with respect to shaking the rust off, I think, um, 
you bring up a really interesting point because some, and again, as I mentioned, we don't have our ranges are, you know, not able to be used so much except for maybe the 15 minutes you have before your tea time. So if you do have the opportunity to warm up and, um, and get ready to go play, I, I think I would, I think I would approach it, um, this way. Number one, I, I, you know, make some swings, even if you're not hitting a ball, maybe take two clubs and put them together and, and just get some swings. So you get your muscles kind of loosened up and get your body you know warmed up and and if you can even do a little bit of dynamic stretching before that to warm your muscles i think that's perfect and then i think if you can spend just a couple minutes hitting some little chips onto the green i think that's you know next and then finish up by by rolling a couple minutes of putts and don't stand in the same place and hit the same putt over and over i i see people do that and i i never understand why you know drop drop your practice balls on the green and putt to three different targets that's a that's a better way to get a feel for the speeds of the greens um so that's that from a you know a physical standpoint of of warming up to go play i think maybe you were also sort of touching on um, maybe our mindset about how we're feeling about the game when we go play feeling so rusty. And I think there we want to, you know, manage our expectations. If you haven't been on the golf course for a while, it's okay. You're, you know, golf offers us one of the most incredible opportunities in life to laugh at ourselves. And uh, God knows there are plenty of reasons to do it on a golf course. We can make balls go in the most crazy places. So it's a perfect time to just, you know, ease up on yourself, give yourself permission to hit some funky looking golf shots because they're coming and uh you know and and learn to laugh at yourself and just enjoy it enjoy being out there is the main thing you know we're out in 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 the fresh air in a beautiful place hopefully with a friend or two friends um you know just enjoying that time together i know we've all been craving that connectivity with our friends so i think that to start off with especially i think that's the most important thing to take away from it and and not be too hung up on you know if you hit the ball tight to the pin every time or if you're hitting your if you're hitting their drives the exact same length you were hitting before that'll all come back but i think the the enjoying the enjoying the other parts of it are uh, are really important right now so this is um obviously everyone's probably going to be pretty rusty and i think based on your direction, it'd probably be best to not keep score right now for the first couple <laughs> rounds and just enjoy your friends. And then once you're up to speed, then yeah, let's, let's start tracking our score. Um, have you ever had any, any clients who have been to the spot where, you know, they just, they developed something in their swing that they didn't like and they couldn't get rid of it. And they just were like at the point where they're like, I want to give up, you know, like I've, I've personally been there myself. Um, what do you say to those, to those clients to say, don't give up, like it's going to get better. How, how do you handle a situation like that? Um, that's an interesting question, Sarah. Um, have you, what did you do when you were in that situation? I'll, and I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what I, what I, you know, do. Um, so for me, it happens Um, right after my senior year of high school, I played competitive in golf, um, on my high school team. And at that point I just was getting so serious about golf that I I really kind of stopped loving it. You know, I, I just was taking it way too seriously and, and I'm not a very competitive player. I just like to play for fun. So unfortunately I ended up did, I did stop playing for a couple years 
And um, I should have gone to my coach and I should have been like, hey, help me enjoy this again. Um, so I guess from my experience, I, I would want to, if anybody's in that similar position, I would want to go to them and say, don't do what I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sorry that you got to that point in golf, but I, I completely understand. I think any of us who've played for any length of time, you know, reach a point sometimes of frustration or angst about it. And um, I, I, I think that's part of the ebb and flow of uh, being human, actually, honestly. Um, but I am glad that you've come back to it and, uh, and are enjoying it again. Um, it, you know, uh, I mentioned my mom played on the tour and my mom's been around golf. She's just a couple weeks away from her 80th birthday and she started playing golf when she was five. So she's going she's played golf for 75 years i and i that sentence is kind of an amazing thing and i i've actually asked her about that because i've gone through my own ebbs and flows like i said and you know she in her very wise and and simple way you know has said to me when you need a break just give it to yourself it's okay it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be normal to think that you're going to be in love with it the all the time at the same intensity level all your life that's just not realistic and when you need a break take a break but um as you're thinking about you know coming back to it don't don't do it until you're ready that's number one and, and number two is and it, this is probably maybe what happened to you too sarah is just enjoy and remind yourself about all the reasons that you loved it in the first place. What what were those? You know, for you, I, I know for me, I I just I love being outside and I love doing sports, and um, I love the challenge of trying a new shot or you know how my this this I you know I'm in a match and it looks like I'm totally out of it. I'm in the woods and I love pulling off some unbelievable shot that nobody thinks I can pull off or, you know, or getting up and down from the middle of nowhere, you know, to save a par or whatever. You know, I, I love that stuff. And um, I love the discovery of making the ball do different things. Hit, you know, can you draw it? Can you fade it? Um, can you hit it low? Can you hit it high? I think all that's super fun. And um, if you can remind yourself of all the things that you always loved about it, that's a nice, simple, and um, kind way to to come back to it in a way that you're going to love it again. And and don't beat yourself up for needing a break, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, I, I feel like after my little break, I I came back to it, and I like you said, I was reminded of like the reasons why I love it. And there's no better feeling than like crushing a drive, you know, like. That's why I came back to it. I'm like, I love that feeling. And you can't get it through any other, you know, way. You just got to play golf. So it's true. It's true. I mean, man, when you hit the sweet spot on a driver and you just, that, you know, you know that feeling, you know, and there is, it's there's addicting. no substitute. It is totally addicting. It's like a, it's like a drug in some respects. I think, I, I, you know, it, it hits that little pleasure center in your brain in the same way that the drugs do, I guess. I don't know. But it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it feels great. Like you said, it's, you know, when you hit that sweet spot and you hear it and you see it and you feel it, oh my gosh, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to do that again. <laughs> How do you keep evolving in the game of golf? I mean, obviously, equipment changes a lot and, you know, people's swings and stuff. It's like, you can always be working on something new and the game keeps changing. So how do you keep up? 
Yeah. Well, it's interesting for me, not only as a player, but also a teacher. So um, I, I, uh, I'm just a few weeks away from, dare I say it, uh, my 52nd birthday. So for me, a couple years ago when they announced the creation of the U.S. Senior Women's Open, uh, honestly, I sort of dusted off my sticks to, to try to get ready and, and play in that, uh, which I have the last two years. And, um, uh, it, you know, again, just back to Sarah's question a touch, I had to kind of re- you know, it's it's finding the joy in what you love about it, and there is evolution in that because there's always something new to learn. There's there is you know you learn a new shot or you learn about again you learn about some new equipment changes, and and that's been kind of fun for me. I've worked I've um, you know with the with our awesome Callaway staff at the at the fitting center, um, you know on my own equipment again to to kind of get ready for that and just learning about some of the new technology that's available equipment wise has been really fun and interesting. And we have some amazing technology in our game, you know, with launch monitors, um, force plates, th you know, all kinds of just incredible technology. Obviously video has been around for a while, but even like, you know, 3d motion capture is, is, you know, a part of it. So as a teacher, I stay up on that stuff because my students want to know about it. And so it's kind of, um, not only is it my job to know about it, it's also it's also interesting because this is something I, I love to do and and love to learn about it. I mean, you know, I um, <laughs> I was just having this conversation with actually uh, um, um, one of our Callaway uh, fit, uh, teachers in the fitting certified fitting course, and he was talking about how things have changed from persimmon woods, you know, in the old school days. And I I kind of piped up and I said. Don't be hating on the old school days. I, I learned with persimmon wood, so I, I'm old enough that I learned with wood wood. So it was kind of funny that way. But um, and again, uh, you know, it's cool to learn about new stuff. It's it's information that we didn't have or didn't have the language to talk about. And um, it, it's I, I love that opportunity. Like I said, not only as a player but also as a teacher, so that I'm able to work with my students and and give them, you know the the tools that they need to succeed I totally agree with you there um, my boyfriend actually found like a, a fully wooden um, golf club at a thrift shop and we tried it out and it was hard like <laughs> right. I'm, I'm so grateful and lucky that we have the technology <laughs> that we do today and it's constantly improving um, my question for you is is there one piece of technology innovation that really helped you as as a teacher Ooh, wow. Uh, I mean, the launch, the launch monitor is very interesting because it has um, reframed. So whether it's TrackMan or FlightScope or, uh, you know, um, Quad, I mean, it, it, there's so many different launch monitors, but I'd say those are kind of the most widely used. But I, I think that has given us uh, the ability to quantify things for people and um, uh, to reinforce um, what what things feel like so it's easy for it's easy for me to stand there and say you know hey that that we need to hit up on your driver a little bit more and a student you know could turn around and say well how do you know I'm not hitting up on it and I know because I'm looking at the ball flight I it's clear as a bell but you know they can turn around and say well it felt like I hit up on it and I you know and I'll say well I know it felt like that. Here's here's 
here's some quantifiable data about it. And um, so I think that's been, I think that's been important. I think that's also been important in club fitting and the ability to really fine tune equipment for people. Um, you know, um, here's a, here's a, great example and i and i learned this from john deegan uh you know again i love john, I love john. he's the best um you know again i was going to get my own equipment tuned up and and um i i had taken a three wood out of my own bag probably four years ago because i i and consolidated it you know with my five wood and just put a four wood in the bag and you know he said jamie good move and he said i i you know three woods you know out of here and great and um you know when we were calibrating my own equipment he said you know we've got to create a little bit more gapping in between your clubs because quite honestly you've got some redundancy here and you know i think i could have known that just um anecdotally but having the ability to to fine-tune it with him was was great and um and and so amazing and and i asked him actually even too um i said john what you know, what do you see? What trends are you seeing in this, you know, equipment-wise? And he told me some interesting things about even when he's fitting tour players, you know, um, LPGA tour players in particular, he said, you know, when we get down to a six iron, he said, you know, don't feel bad. There's a lot of redundancy between a six iron and, you know, as we start to move into our longer irons and our hybrids. So, you know, he said, Jamie, first of all, don't feel bad about, you know, for yourself. And second of all, you know, this is something that will help you as you, as you communicate with your students about their own equipment. And I think that's super important um, if we're able to, you know, get people playing the right equipment that's going to perform the best for them. I, sometimes I tell, I tell people, look, like, let's have 10 clubs that work beautifully for you instead of 14 clubs, five of which are marginal. Like, who needs to do that? Let's get you the right stuff that that does what you need it to do, and, and let's do it right. And, um, you know, there's no better feeling than that when you know you made somebody's golf better because of something like that. You know, that's where the technology is is just spot on for, for making – making people's golf be more fun that really hits home for me i like i totally feel, feel you from like my seven iron through my five like those three seven six and five it's like i can hit the exact same shot and i actually went to john like a few weeks like early in the year and i was like I don't know what's happening and I don't know why this happens, but it happens when you don't practice a lot and it happens to a lot of people. And, you know, we, as a women's golf podcast, a lot of times we try to talk about like the differences in a woman's and a man's game and just person to person. It can be totally different from me to Sarah, to you, Jamie, what are some, what's some advice that you have for women who are getting into the game? Uh, yeah, First of all, first of all, do it. <laughs> that's the first thing, you know, take action and do it. That's, that's first and foremost. Um, second is um, go get, find a, find a great coach and, and learn some great fundamentals to start off. You know, I, I'm fond of the saying, um, if you don't take the time, if, if you don't make the time to do it right, when are you going to make the time to do it over? So um, I think learning, learning some really great fundamentals with a terrific coach to guide you to get started, I think that's a, a really important idea. And, and I guess, you know, um, third is 
again, touching on what, what uh, we touched on a few minutes ago is go have fun with it. You don't need to, you know, Sarah, I think as you were saying, you know, you don't need to keep score right away. Don't worry about that. Um, don't, don't worry about if you, you know, if you look silly and you hit some goofy looking shots, who cares? It, that's what golf is for. It, it really is. And, um, and keep it light and fun and easy. And I think, I think people get, you know, nervous when they get out on the golf course for the first time because they're worried about holding people up. So that pace of play thing gets, creates some anxiety. So, uh, you know, I, I guess two pieces of advice for that. Um, one, if you need to tee, if you're just starting and you need to tee the ball up to advance it down the fairway to start, go right ahead. Who cares? You know, make it fun and make it a little easier as you're, as you're working your skills up to be able to not need the tee every time. But if you need it, who cares? Just take it and do it. Um, secondly is when you go play, um, I, I usually suggest this to people, whatever length hole you're playing, uh, if it's a par five, for instance, if you've taken five shots and you haven't gotten to the green, pick it up and just go to the green, drop the ball, roll a couple putts and move along. So same on a par four or a par three. If you've taken four shots on a par four and you're not to the green, pick it up and move along and the same on a par three. That's, that's one way to kind of, you know, keep it moving and, and fun and not worry about holding people up behind you. Cause I, I know that's a, a stress point sometimes for people. All right, definitely. I think that's some really good advice for people. And, you know, we've taken up at least half an hour of your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I would love, hopefully, when you're back at Indian Ridge, we can maybe come out and see you. Um, and if people, you know, don't already follow you or have heard of your website, can you tell them where they can follow you? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, you guys have an open invitation to come anytime you want. Let's, you know, bring your clubs on and out and, uh, and let's go have some fun anytime. That'd be great. Um, uh, yeah, my website, jamiefishergolf.com, uh, and Instagram, jamie, at jamiefgolf, uh, Twitter, same, at jamiefgolf. That's pretty simple and easy. And, uh, it's J-A-M-I-E. Uh, and there's a lot of ways to spell Jamie, but, uh, but that's mine. So, um, yeah, so that's how to find me, and and like I said, I'd love to hang out with you guys. We'll go go play some golf and have a blast. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have a great birthday. Happy early birthday! <laughs> um, and thank you guys so much for listening to Girls in Golf. We are on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and we will be back next week.